so one thing that's been on my mind and my heart lately, like, I've been missing a person in my life who isn't beneficial and we have a codependency, dysfunctional, toxic bond with each other. I have adapted behavior, habits, and traits from this person that isn't beneficial, but it's needed. And even though our existence, us being together, is very negative impact and isn't sustainable for the both of us emotional-wise, and it's very draining and hard to figure out, very scandal-like love. If you ever watched Scandal with my girl, um, that's how it feels. Um, it's been going on three weeks, I believe, without you know no contact, honestly. And tonight at 1:07 a.m., I am contemplating on running back to a dysfunctional hold on um, relationship. And I'm just trying to process and talk myself through it. And so that's what this is. Um, I know it was codependency and it wasn't coming from a healthy stand place because when I tried, when I started to figure out healing way, healing for myself personally, we always clashed. And I always felt that if this person had an underlining, um, jealous feel about you you know how you can be with your significant other and they're jealous of you i felt like that was said that was there but it wasn't said like and i'm like why do i miss this person what what is and i realized like i'm a memory type of woman like when we create because i'm emotional as a woman when we create a pattern and i started to understand your traits, your habits, and things like that. And I get comfortable with a lot of things. And we start building a routine. And I, it's intimacy, you know, like the closeness, the oneness, understanding how to read the newspaper backwards with your person. And I was like, I haven't had just a core encounter with someone. Someone and, and I are just having platonic relations meaning they check on me i check on them a baseline of a core friendship you know i haven't had them so when this person entered my life i thought i was to a place where i'd be able to handle that without having the boundaries without me manipulating the boundaries and i realized that once I'm not gonna paint. A, I'm not gonna paint a fucking pretty picture for y'all. This is what it is. It's the truth, and the truth, the truth hurts. I realized like I had a playing part in manipulating this person to one becomes become willing enough to share with me because they thought I was coming from a friend place, and now looking back at it. I did romantically want that person. My intention is romantically was to see how far I can get or where I can go or what the intention was. While also, you know, platonically wanting to be a part of this person's life. You know, I had a homegirl who told me, I don't like spending time with people often. And I don't like being there with people every day. Because you start to see the person for who they truly are. 
and you start to see and want and see and know a lot about a person because you know you spend the time with them and so ex-best friend of mine we had a, a heated argument and she told me that and I couldn't receive it at that moment because I was just wondering like is something wrong with me my ego was talking and not really listening to my not really listening to my spirit so when I got out of my ego I completely understand what she was saying because once me and this person started to talk every day constantly every day Without it being nonstop, I seen this person in all four seasons. And I know they see me in all four seasons. I think I love so hard by default that I don't know when to let go. And this person was is giving me a mirror back of how I treat myself. She has told me you're very considerate you're overly considerate to the point where you don't even think about yourself and you you give to the standpoint where you want somebody just to give back to you you don't do it initially because you want to see what the like the, your intentions behind it basically stay with me if you understand what i'm saying and so i had to understand I only want this person in my life to myself. I don't want to share her. I don't want her with anybody else. So one, I'm possessive and territorial. She has told me multiple times she don't like that. She don't, you know, like it's other people in her life that is that priority. But all I heard because I was living in my ego and I was so just selfish because I want this person to myself but this person has a whole job they had a whole life before they met me they have friends family high school people college people she has children so she has to accommodate and she has um things that are there that are more of a priority and requires more of her time and attention now me and this person ultimately end up crossing boundaries and becoming sexually involved with each other That's a critical part in the story because when you already are creating a bond from toxicity and seeking validation and you and this person, you have seen this person all four seasons and you continuously to ignore the red flags because you think they're green. <laughs> you continue to ignore the red flags and you ultimately end up giving your body to someone. I don't care if it's phone sex. I don't care if it's actual sex. I don't care if it's popping a finger, whatever, licking you. At the end of the day, when you give your body to someone sexually, you are connecting souls. The first red, not even red flag, the first thing I should have done was really sat my ass down and think before giving her my body. I, (laughs) I use my body as a weapon. And I say that because I know the power I hold as a woman. So I use what I know that they like about me as a weapon. Now, the reason why I didn't take the time out to sit down and think fully before making that decision was because I wanted her to begin with. 
And she told me literally, like she told me she could hear that in my voice. She can hear the sensor the sensuality, the sexualness, me um being soft and feminine with her. She could hear it in my voice because up until that point, up until where we were sexually active together, I had become what the environment was around me, which was hardcore, which was, you know, like just suck up your emotions, get get shit done, you know, like you don't let nobody see you weak and vulnerable. Because that's what she was and because I was so whimsical, um, very easily sensitive and moved by the people that I hold close, she kind of built up that muscle in me and gave me another level layer up to me to like now that I keep everything three stacks. There's nothing really hits my heart like nobody can come close enough to where they'll make me question myself and and make me feel those emotions that she did so it wasn't all bad baby it wasn't all bad but you know like one thing like this person doesn't value sex the way i do so Mind you, I've been waiting on this moment. I've been waiting for her to just, you know, have this oneness with me because I feel I feel as if personally sex brings me closer. And if I've been loving on you for almost two years or you know that you, you feel this inkling that you have, that you know that you have over me. Of course, when, you know, when it's go time, I'm ready. Like, what is you saying? And I realized, one, it was a, a federalization, and it wasn't really love. It wasn't really nothing solid on her end because, one, she doesn't like women, so she said. She doesn't like women, and she, um, you know, she doesn't want to be in that lifestyle. So, I, this is this, this, this a side note. This is a nugget for my gay hoes out there. When somebody says oh i don't like women or like they try to crucify your life to the point where they want you to like men or like try to get you to transform they are they bitch they love it okay they watching it at home with their men they watching it on their own they watch it trust me they love it because come to realize like she would say all this controversial stuff about my lifestyle or how she just can't do it she has a daughter and things like that but then once everything went to down that road like sexually with us it's a whole nother conversation she you know like it i and i realized it was federalization it wasn't really aspiration respect and love like i was for her because she can this how i know i really liked her and i really love her like i love i ain't gonna say like i love her like I I still do. I'm transitioning to where I can L E D E love the ass and I can, you know, move forward with what I'm on my life and create a space to where now somebody who wants to love me in public and in private. But yeah, like I realized it was just federalization. Like she was the thing she would say and versus what I would say. You know, like she ain't even gained weight. And I mean, gain weight, bitch. And I still didn't look at her from what, you know, like, what I rich. Because, like, I don't like shit like that. You could be big. It's one thing to be big, but it's one thing another thing to be big and sloppy and let yourself go. Like, I don't like that shit. I like a bitch who gonna keep, like, match my efforts. Come on now. I ain't walking in the house with no bonnet on. That's, that just irritated me. Sorry, y'all. But, no, honestly, like, I realized, like, I really loved her because in all, like, 
the previous relationships I had, when they would let that, whatever would happen, like going through or whatever, they would let themselves go. And I wouldn't be attracted to them anymore because I'm just like, ugh. But with her, I loved her and I seen her for who she was in all four seasons. So you gaining weight didn't really matter to me because at the core, I know who you are. Your personality hasn't changed. I love you. I care about you. I, I really want to know, are you okay mentally? Is everything okay? Like, I don't care about the surface level shit with you. You know, and the thing she would say, especially when we was having our encounters, mind you, I know it's federalization, but at the end of the same time, I'm also enjoying the feeling of finally being able to love on her. Like, finally being able to be vulnerable. Finally being able to, you know, ask her, is she okay? Does she need anything? Being a woman. Like, finally being able to be a woman to her and show her in different ways. Like, I am more than us getting into it or me blocking you, whatever the case may be. It's like we had a situation friendship type of shit. And she said to herself, she was like, I feel like we're in a relationship. Like, I feel like this is too much. You're the only person I go through this. I don't go through this with nobody else. And I said, okay, I, I feel the same way about you. So what we going to do? <laughs> you know, it's like, it wasn't a relationship, but it damn sure wasn't just a friendship. So it was hard to put a label on it. And I was like, I just, I was just to the point where I was like, I want to be more than your booty call on Wednesdays and Thursdays because that's when you want to play gay and that's when you want to get on the phone and, you know, tell me this and that. And when we ended the conversation, she had literally said, like, I knew I can take it to, to that level with you because, one, you gay. Two, I knew you wanted it. And, like, you know, like, shit, it's just something to do when it ain't nothing to do. That's literally what she said. So... And that's what she said, so I interpreted it in my mind that you knew, one, you knew my feelings for you and you played on that. Two, you knew the power that you had because, like I, like I told y'all, I like a dominant personality. I like a, a motherfucker who know how to handle me, throw it back to me. So that's what she was. And she knew that. Like, I was attracted to the dominancy in her. I was attracted to how she can handle me, how she can, you know, like, nothing faze her. The coolness, the the chillingness in her. Like, that shit right there speaks volumes to me. You know, like, she didn't have to do all that to walk into a room. And she was a fam, y'all. She a fam. She didn't have to do all that to walk into a room to let the room know, like, she here, this and that. And, like, I, I was, I liked that. I like a cool motherfucker, you know. Like, that's what I told her. I, was, I like how you kick your pimping. You know, like, and she would shoot the shit back. And so it was like I was enjoying the blissfulness of us becoming one. But also, it was basically like false romanticization because false stolen moments. Because we will only talk during nighttime or when she's at work or whatever the case may be. I wasn't in her full life. I was just a placement holder for time to pass by for whatever would would whatever stuff that she wanted to make next. And looking back and realizing that it's it hurts, it hurts. And like, like I said, it's been three weeks of no contact, but that shit fucking hurts. I miss her. Like, we went from talking all day, every day, and now I'm not talking to you at all. I don't even know what you're doing. Like, I'm pretty sure I can know. I know what she's doing by the time, but like, I haven't heard your voice. Bitch, you haven't cussed me out. Like, <laughs> like, 
And then I think it's my body getting aligned with the fact that we no longer are in anxiety or in traumatic mode. So it's also teaching my body to like just calm down my endorphins and not having to live in anxiety. Because once you've been living in anxiety for like however long you have, it's hard for your body to adapt. Like, oh, we're not we're not going to call this person 10,000 days trying to figure out if they're going to call us back. Oh, I'm not sad because nobody takes it back. Okay, so what do I do with my time? Because it's usually wrapped up into this person and this and this happened. Like, literally getting my body back into understanding that we are okay. Like, I don't have to live in a state of anxiety. And trim- and that, that puts a strain on my body. And then I also got tired of being... You know, you want just something to do on Thursdays and Fridays. Like, I'm more than just that. And I felt like, like, I'm being honest with y'all, okay? We just be honest. Like, we would have phone sex and she'll get off at like 7 in the morning or whatever. We would have phone sex or whoop de whoop. And, you know, like, I've been coming, but I ain't having no orgasm. So, she has been making me have orgasms lately and so she like bust her nut one time and then but i wasn't done so i was still going and then like finish with her finish with her nigga like with her nigga fucking her so i'm just like and you know what my my other homegirl because i have i haven't told nobody like the full context of the story it's so much details i'm leaving out even with child because I just, it's just, uh, it's hard to talk about it. It's hard to put a label on it. It's just hard to explain it because it's like, I honestly feel like that girl loved, like she loved me. She she told me she loved me and everything like that. But I feel like she, she wanted to experience me, but she wanted to do it in her control. Second of all, she wanted to do it at her leisure. She wanted to tip tiptoe around it and tap dance around it. And she want and she, third of all, she's thinking that this is a relationship like a man. I'm not a man. I'm very deep. I'm very emotional. She is very man-like when it comes to emotions. She's a she, bitch. She's really a tomboy. If you see her and you hear how she talk, how she act, you'll be like, this a nigga. Like, and I'm just like, you, you really want to experience me. You really want me, but you want to be, you want to control it. Like I am crazy. Y'all I'm not gonna sit up and act like I'm not. I am. If you, don't, if you don't answer the phone, yeah, I'm calling that bitch back to back. Yeah, I'm blowing that bitch up. Yeah, you feel like you can talk to me five days out the week, then on the weekend you don't want to talk. No, what the fuck you got going on? You you can do all that shit with a man. They don't give a damn. Your man specifically. But with me, no, that's not going to happen. You're going to treat me with respect. You're going to stay consistent. You're going to stay. You're going to be here and you're going to make a difference in my life. You're not just going to give me a wet ass, period. And that's with anybody. And so... Like, I honestly feel like she wanted the connection, but she wanted to be in control with it. And she didn't want to say what the fuck it is. And, like, if you like me, that's okay. I like you, too. Like, it's nothing to trip about. Like, I like you, too. Where do we go from here? What are the boundaries? What are the expectations? What do you want to do? And I think with me, it's like, if you don't give me, like, clear terms and conditions and we, we ch- I check the motherfucking box on this and you check the box on this. I it leaves my mind wondering, so I don't know my place in your life. And that was another thing too. Like I just wanted like she would know what I want to hear and she just wouldn't do it. She just was like, I'm not gonna tell you nothing to satisfy to satisfy your needs. Like 
She was like, you want me to say I want you here and I don't want nobody else to be here. And I, and she was like, I shouldn't have to say that. Like, I show you that. Like, I sit here and I answer the phone and this and that, this and that. I'm like, no, but I need to hear you say I love you. Like, I need to hear you say I'm here for you and things like that. Are you okay? Like, I was like, the only time you do this is after we have sex. Like, you know, like, that's the only time we have at least a few days to where I can be a woman and show you that I care about you. And, like, I remember one time she had literally said, like, I don't want you to love me. I don't want none of that. And that hurt my little heart because, like, I just, that's all I, that's all I want. That's all I want. Like, and I think I had to realize, like, well, it's not that I think. I know the reason why I was pushing so hard to love her because I wanted that in return. I wanted her to love me with the pureness and innocence that she had given to her children. And that is another reason why I'm a stickler about not dating people with fucking kids because I see the pureness and the whole the wholeness and the healthy love that you give your child and I want that too. And it speaks to my inner child and it goes back to remind me what I never got as a child, individual, unconditional love. And that's why it's really hard to shake this relationship. Well, it's not going to be hard in the future. The devil is a lie. Nothing will have a bound and hold over me. Uh, my mind will come into submission with what my, what my mouth says. And by my mouth, I said I am healed. And I'm going to get my mind right. This this relationship will not destroy me. Period. And I realized, like, the reason why I miss her or I'm mourning her or I'm grieving her, and which is all those emotions, is because... She, one, we was having a toxic bond, and two, because it was a a level of element to where she reminded me of my mom. It was like a mom and daughter relationship. Because when she was older, I always stay older, y'all know that. She was older, and two, she was, like, very in charge, dominant, and things that I like. So, it was like, I took a friendship, and I turned it into something sexual, which is, I don't, I just, I just don't understand. I don't understand why I have to form a relationship with sex being involved or not just being okay with having platonic relationships and intimacy. I can have platonic intimacy with people and not make it sexual or put a place value on my motherfucking body. I can. I know I can. I can. I have done it. So, Right now, I'm in a position where I'm really just, like, being so fucking for real myself, holding myself accountable, being, not being a victim in my mind. Like, I'm realizing, like, I fucked up. Like, I did. I fucked up and, and kept making a relationship, to, the friendship into the, into a relationship and making it sexual, too. Like I said, I know what the fuck I be doing. I know how to... I know how to seduce her. I know how to get on the phone and, you know, want her to hear my voice. Trust me, bitch, you, bitch, you see this. You see the motherfucking material. You know, like, I have that. So why not go to somebody who going to love me out loud? Why not do that with some? Because I don't want, first of all, patience. And because, too, I don't want to take the time out to actually learn somebody. Like, I don't. I don't. I want you to um, love me, get me, and then we'll worry about you later. You know, like, we'll, we'll figure you out later. But once you give me this amount of time, attention, and We'll do everything else that I'm asking for. I'll, I'll, then I'll see about you. 
that's and that's why I'm like I'm not I'm not in a position to where I need to be connected to people where I need to date. And also I know I'm not in a position to take on new friendships because I will just be one be comparing you to her. Two, I will build you up to be like her. Like I will want you all the entities that I seen in her that I like. I want that in you. You know, like hold the argument, hold the talking back, and thinking for yourself. Just do what I say, and we will be okay. Like, no, like you are a whole brand new person. You have something different to offer me. And the re- it's only two reasons why you are in my life for a season or a reason. So why not let you be you to your fullest instead of trying to compare you to who I want you to be or who this person was that walked out my life? It's the reason she walked out, fool. You know, I don't know. It's just it's just been a lot on my mind. Like and anytime I'm, I do miss her. Cause some days be good, other days it just be overwhelming. Like I'm wondering what she doing. Like I wonder if she thinking about me. Like I miss her. I hope she's okay. I wonder what she's doing. Like it's just so many questions that go through my mind. But then I seen her good energy. Like I just like God. I hope you protect her. I just start praying for her. I actually it's not even good energy. It's like I literally just start praying. Be like God. I hope. You know, I hope in the future I don't keep thinking about her, but because I am now, I'm not going to push the thoughts out of my head and act like it's, it doesn't matter or it doesn't exist because it does. And it's okay for me to mourn her and it's okay for me to want her even if the relationship didn't succeed as if we were going to be in each other's lives. So I just always try to just be like, God, I hope she's okay. God, I hope, you know, you protect her. I hope everything is working out for her. I hope she's not being depressed and she's not thinking about a lot. Of, like, and that's another thing, too. Like, I I didn't give a fuck if she was going through something. I didn't care. Like, you just didn't answer the phone for me. So now I'm finna be a bitch and block you and we not finna talk. So it's like, it's such an eye opener when you really stop trying to paint a motherfucking pretty picture for shit and say shit for what it is and keep it pushing. Period. So that's just. This is just me giving myself a harsh reality about what shit is. So, like I told y'all, y'all know my love life is an episode of the L word. <laughs> Honestly, but um, that's all that I wanted to talk about. Bye, y'all.